Hey guys, it's Tyler here. And this is Bo. This is our new uh, podcast and YouTube channel called Redline. Um, it's going to be kind of a new endeavor by the both of us. Um, just a couple guys from Minnesota. Um, pretty much talking about all things car related on the podcast. Different experiences we have. And we're going to be hitting you know, news, new cars. Um, pretty much just overall experience. Uh Probably a little bit of Formula One, seems that we watch a little bit of that, a little bit of motorsport. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll have some special guests on the channel once we uh, get going a little bit later in the year, and we'll just see where we go from there, and we'll just keep you guys posted and always updated on what we're talking about, what's going on, and where we're at. But this is going to be episode one, um, and we're just going to have a couple topics on this one, just kind of get you guys acquainted with what we're about and kind of our general personalities i guess okay so we're gonna start off today talking a little bit about our history with cars and what we grew up with and what we have now and where we plan on being in the next five years yeah yeah for sure um see yeah what do we what do we drive now what do you drive Right now, I drive a 2016 Subaru STI. It's red, it's loud, it's obnoxious, but it's not too obnoxious. But it's not fast, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's fast compared to your average car. You know, like, it sounds fast. But is it fast to the car world? No. No. No, unfortunately not. Still stock, so, you know. I mean, it's no Supra, you know. (laughs) Um, I drive a 2002 Ford Explorer. Bloater, explorer, explore her, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, t- it sucks. Don't like the car, but it's good in the winter, and um, Tyler and I are both from Minnesota, so having a vehicle that is good during the winter is a, is kind of a must when you drive, yeah. daily drive one vehicle. One of the reasons I bought the Subaru was because all-wheel drive in the winter, I'm unstoppable. Pretty much, um, and and you get a manual. I I just have an automatic transmission, um, but we're big manual fanboys. Um, you know, it's funny. Someone was asking me. One of my friends that works at the Toyota dealership, Michael, shout out Michael, um, was saying how like he just doesn't understand how car guys are so obsessed with manual. And I said, well, you know what do you think when you drive manual and he's like oh well i don't know how to drive manual so that kind of answers the question if you don't know how to drive manual obviously we highly suggest it um it's just to me it's more fun it gets you more of a feel of how the car works and how it performs yeah i mean it's just overall i mean maybe you'll change later when you start driving supercars you know they don't come with manuals anymore for obvious reasons yeah dual clutch i mean way faster if we're just talking about straight line speed um, dual clutch will always, always win, you know, sad but true. But understanding the car and how it works and how it feels and how mm-hmm. it drives, manual all the way. Yeah, um, I have owned a manual car. I've actually owned four cars, um, none of them exciting. Uh, I think I started off with a 97 Accord, went to a 01 Chevy Tracker, which was a manual, and then to a 2003 um, Jetta. Jetta wagon with a 1.8 liter turbo, which I ended up blowing up. Um, but yeah, yeah. Now I have my 2002 Ford Explorer. Yeah, and I've only started with one previous car before my Subaru, and that was a 2005 
Mazda six with the V six. Yeah, but don't don't let our um, personal vehicle histories fool you. We have actually driven many cars, and I know we're just two random dudes that could totally just BS anything that we say on here. Um, but as Chubbs would say, it's huge. We've driven so many cars. Nah, that's a terrible impression. That was, that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've driven many cars. Uh, Tyler works at a Porsche dealership. Yep. So... Um, at least, I mean, you get to drive pretty sweet cars. I mean, we're big, big Porsche fans. Um, uh, that's kind of controversial actually among the car community a little bit. Um, people definitely think like, oh, you know, Porsche, same body style for, you know, 60, 70 years almost. Um, but you know, here's the Arbiter coming out. You know, they haven't changed for a reason. You know, they handle great. Um, it's just a fantastic platform. If you guys ever, for all you Porsche fans out there, the 997 could handle yeah, tons of horsepower on the stock block, especially if you got like a Turbo S in the day. Um, these These cars are capable of handling 800 horsepower, and you just get it in such a capable platform. Granted that, you know, when you want to do upgrades like that, you have to pull the whole engine. But, I mean, if you're doing any kind of mods like that to any engine, you're going to end up pulling it out. So, yeah. They're super easy to mod, too. I mean, all you have to do is it's all in the back of the car, so you don't have to worry about running anything. And your exhaust is just right back there. It's just muffler delete, almost on all car, cat delete, and a tune. And you automatically add at least 100 horsepower. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting because Porsche... I think if you were to say to anybody that was like a real car guy maybe five years ago, if you just had to pick one brand that um, you were just a loyal subscriber to, you know, all the cars that you would ever buy came from one brand, I think a lot of people would say Porsche. Um, But actually, seeing as that more exotic brands are coming out with SUVs, I mean, that answer can be all over the place. You know, we just saw the launch of the Urus. Um, and then the FUV, you know, uh, yeah. the Ferrari SUV. Whenever that comes out. Whenever that comes out, you know, 2040, look for it, it'll be out. They say 2022 because they want to wait as long as they can to produce the best SUV. Yeah. That's what they say. They say the longer they wait, the better design and waiting they'll have. But yeah. by waiting right now, they're just losing sales anyway, so I don't really know. Enzo Ferrari is turning over in his grave um, you know, if I think if Enzo Ferrari would have seen like the GT4 Lusso, he would have just lost it. You know, no, not you know, it's just not an Enzo Ferrari type car. You know, the last car that we saw produced, you know, where Enzo really had um, say was the F40, and hands down one of the best. Hands down one of the best Ferraris out there for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, no, Enzo Ferrari, what a legend. Uh, but Ferrari these days, I know, okay, so I'm kind of picking on Tyler. Tyler's a big Ferrari guy. Um, I think we've all heard about the uh, kind of rollback that they'll do on the mileage. Um, they have, like, remote access. This is very controversial for our first episode. This is unbelievable. People are, if Ferrari was listening to us, we'd just get subpoenaed right, right away. <laughs> um, yeah, so they roll back the miles. You know, they, they can just do some shady things. I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, so we definitely have some experience driving other cars other than Porsche. You know, obviously, Tyler works at the Porsche dealership. Um, 
we both uh, have come from backgrounds where we actually got to drive a, a large variety of cars. Um, not far, granted. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but, you know, I've gotten to drive like a, a 997 Carrera 4 S Targa, um, Rolls Royce, uh, uh, Don Drophead, you know, half million dollars. Definitely the most expensive car I've ever gotten to drive. Um, never driven a Ferrari, never driven a Lamborghini yet. You know, hopefully that changes at some point soon. I would really appreciate that. Uh, never driven a McLaren. Um, so kind of like these big, big names that everyone knows and loves. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten to drive them. Um, Tyler has. I have driven multiple 458s, two 488s, a McLaren P1. Best hands down car I've ever driven, most expensive. Yeah. I've driven an Aventador and a Huracan and a Gallardo. So I've driven some of the bigger name cars per se, but yeah. but except for one car that I got to drive. <laughs> what was it? What, what what was that again? What what car? I'm not sure. Yeah, it was a manual Corvette, which I mean, granted they're not rare, but it's the one thing that I have on Tyler. Um, that he right now, yeah, right now. So, uh, so either I'm gonna catch up to Tyler, which probably won't happen, or he's gonna catch up to me, um, which but, is very likely to happen. Um, but if I can do anything in my power to keep him from driving a manual Corvette, I will do so. Just, like, to, just to have the one. He's like ten cars behind me. I'm at only like one behind him. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So today so, we're gonna talk about like four. Four car garages. Yeah. Like dream four car garage. I mean, everyone does three or six. I don't know why mm-hmm. a specific three or six. We decided to do four over five. I mean, we could do five, but today we chose four. So yeah. we'll start with four. We're going to do a classic car one. It's got to be 80s or older or 80 or older. Um, we're going to do a truck. So SUV or pickup truck. Um, a sports car. So anything from a supercar, a hypercar. If you would say to your STI, you know, any of those. And then we're going to do a sedan. Sedan only, not wagons, not hatchbacks. Really? Can we just add wagon just to have it? I mean, they're... You want to add well, Yeah, let's add wagon. Okay, we're wagon, gonna wagon, wagon it is. We're going to do a wagon too, just because mine's actually going to be a wagon. Okay. So, I just want that option. So, yeah, we'll do... We'll add wagons in there. Yeah. All right. Um. So, truck. Truck. Where are you going for truck, Tyler? I mean, after thinking about it a lot today, ahead of time, mm-hmm. um, probably the Urus, probably one of the best cars, best looking, best one of the best interiors in my opinion. Yeah, that that and the sound. SVR. SVR has a good sound to it. Yeah, really nice inside. I mean, but I, honestly, I I love the inside of the SVR. Like you yeah. get a fridge in the middle. How many cars do you get a fridge in it? Like Rolls Royce. Probably. Yeah. I well, mean, you could get the Cullinan. Yeah. You could get. Oh, yeah, but then you're driving a toaster. No one <laughs> wants to drive a toaster. Um, yeah. So I'd go with yours for my SUV truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you can still tow stuff. Yes, you can still whoop most cars on the street. Yeah. And it looks and, awesome. And it looks awesome. It sounds good. Massive brakes. Oh, yeah. Like, Some like of we, the biggest brakes. We saw one and um, took a picture of it. You know, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm over six feet tall. Uh, I'm 6'5 to be somewhere around the ballpark 
and I got, I got pretty big hands and I took a picture with my you know fist right next to the disc brake and this thing is massive uh, you know you can look up the stats on how big they are exactly um, but I just held my fist up next to it just for a comparison and they're they're very large brakes and I think right now they're actually the largest uh, front brakes ever put on a production vehicle so yeah you know, we still get the stopping power which is nice yeah, for those people who are going to brake check you. Yeah, yeah, Especially exactly. in Minnesota, it's really bad here. It's terrible. Um, I'm going to have to pick the Raptor S by Sal Mondrin on YouTube. Um, you know, it is kind of like his brainchild. You know, I'm just going to stick with that answer. I just really like that vehicle. So basically, for those of you who haven't seen the Raptor S, it is a Ford Raptor, um, but with a wide-body kind of Baja suspension-ready uh, body kit and suspension upgrade with a, like a front skid plate. Um, he also has like a light bar or two on there. And uh, but the catch is you get this Rolls Royce interior, which is legitimately. I mean, it is. It, okay, so Rolls Royce they have they're very strict on what they produce. You know, it's not going to be exactly, but it's going to be the best thing that you can get by a custom shop. You know, you get the the star headliner if you're into that kind of thing. I think it would be cool just to have in a truck you get a you know a, a big giant ipad in the middle um and they like upgrade the engine and the exhaust and everything and no one's brake checking that thing just nobody you just get run over it's so big it's just yeah. tall yeah you know massive massive vehicle um yeah yeah all right sedan what do you think sedan so for sedan i mean you could go american easily because there's a lot of american like the charger mm-hmm. the cadillac ATS, ATSV. You could even do the wagon, which are really cool. Yeah, the CTSV wagons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't see many of those anywhere. And they did come in a manual. Yeah, that's true. Which is, I mean, come on. And then you could go BMW with the, the M3, mm-hmm. the M5, mm-hmm. and depending on what the M8 Grand Coupe looks like. The Mate. The Mate. That could be a cool looking car, I think. Based on the renders of it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, the concepts. I mean, I'm not even that big of a BMW fan, and you know, we, we'll get into like why why we like and dislike certain brands later. Um, but I do have to say, whatever my feelings are about BMW, the M8 Mate concept car does look super mean. You know, just very aggressive. Looks really fun, um, and I just really enjoy the <clears throat> enjoy the styling of that car. Yep, and yeah. I mean, then you can go to your Audis and go with your, maybe your RS7. Mm-hmm. S8. S8. And uh, I mean, great cars, all great cars. They're all fun to drive. Yeah. And S- same with Mercedes S-Classes. S-Class AMGs. AMG. You know, I've driven a few of those. Um, very powerful. You know, honestly, no one really holds a candle to Mercedes interior as far as luxury goes. Um, I do think Porsche has an edge on kind of like general styling. I think the style is nicer, a little bit more pleasing to the eye. But I think just kind of living, if you were to get into a car every day and really use it, I think Mercedes um, might have the leg up there. And I Um, think Porsche is up there too with their Panamera. If you get the Sport Turismo, Mm -hmm. V-Hybrid, one of the best that looks like a bullet especially when it flies past you. Yeah. And, but I mean, they want what, like 250 grand for one of them, which mm-hmm. seems a little steep for a wagon. Yeah. Fully especially. optioned out. Yeah. What and is it, I mean, uh... 
it's it's a sweet car. They're really fast. They're fun to drive. I've driven two of them. Yeah, I've and driven can, one. And you can get mm-hmm. them in the, this chalk gray color, which is just gorgeous. Yeah, and if you get the e-hybrid. So, I mean, I swear to God, it's the longest name in the car industry. It's the Porsche Panamera Turbo S e-hybrid Sport Turismo. And that's the whole car's name crazy just super long um but you get this great pdk transmission and then i think the acid green because e-hybrid you know acid green was technically the color of the 918 which the only person that i that i ever saw with an acid green 918 was salamandrin um which i i thought the color was phenomenal but anyways the the accent to all the e-hybrid cars by porsche is always acid green so the acid green brake calipers on the chalk gray phenomenal love that look fantastic so for me i'm gonna go with an m5 yeah personal choice yeah i'm gonna have to go with the e-hybrid sport turismo yada yada yada. i mean bmw you get for basically everything it's luxury it's fast but it's Mm -hmm. not like crazy fast you can still go get the groceries pick up the kids from school in it i mean yeah whatever you want to yeah great looking car you know handles great and probably same with the like the current m5 handles yeah, great you know yeah. if they if the mate is anything like that it'll be great yeah well yeah. Uh, same with the porsche right yeah another great car fun to drive yeah it's expensive as all hell get. yeah um definitely the fastest wagon that you can buy so yeah those are i'd say these are pretty solid picks so far um okay and now we have our sports cars yeah, I mean, yeah. you can go anywhere with a sports car. Basically, anything that we named before is a sports car. I mean, yeah. you can go into McLaren, Ferrari, Lamborghini, all sports mm-hmm. cars. And, I Holy mean, Trinity. Yeah. yeah. Aston Martin. I mean, so for me, I'm just going to keep it, get straight to the point with this one. I've been a dreamer of this car since I was a kid. Ferrari 458 Special. Yeah. In blue with red interior. Okay. Um, oof. you know, you went PDK or I mean, not technically PDK cause Ferrari, yeah. um, but you went dual clutch. Um, man, that is a tough one. You know, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of rethinking my decision here. Another favorite for me would be like a older Aston Martin Vantage V12 manual. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really, you know, a manual car would be great. Okay. I know what I'm going to pick. Um, Emmanuel Murciolago. Yeah. That has been, I, we always have those cars that we have on our bedroom wall. Um, I had a Gallardo, a Selena 7, and a Murciolago hanging on my wall as a kid. Um, and the fact that you get a V12 with like Lamborghini VTEC practically and a a gated manual. Can't beat it. You can't beat that. I mean that's pretty sweet. So I'll yeah I'll go with Emmanuel Murciolago. Not even like the SV. I don't even. I to my knowledge they didn't make a manual SV, even though the I think SV I think does. they did. Did they? I think they did. Okay, well if they did, I'll choose that one. Well, but uh, if they didn't, you know, sorry. Color. Um, color. You know what? You know I'm kind of just I'm almost copying Ed from Vinwicky, <laughs> but I love that color. One of my dream cars is a R34 in Millennium Jade. And whenever I see Ed's newly painted Murcielago, it looks, to me, maybe a little bit darker, but it looks a lot like the Millennium Jade R34 color. 
Um, so I, you know, I would really pick that color. I do. I think it looks really sharp. Um, it's a color you don't see very often. Um, so Ed, I would just pick your car. Basically, if it came in an SV, I'd pick that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good color. Yeah. Uh, so classic car. So classic cars. I mean, we could go any direction in this. You could go classic exotics, which I mean, yeah. is a Murcielago at that point considered one? Um, no, because that, that came out in like two, like two thousands. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so you know, if we're gonna kind of stay true, like it's got to be like eighties yeah, so, and older. I mean, you can consider old exotic classics, your JDM classics, yeah. or your American Muscle classics, even mm. your Euros and whatever. But for me, I'm gonna stick American on this side. And I'm going to stay at Camaro SS in 1969. Camaro SS? Mm-hmm. Is it just for the looks? Or, you know, what What went into the decision-making behind getting a 69? I don't know. Camaro? I really I love the looks of it. I love the motor. Okay. And it sounds great. Yeah. It's just a classic. It's an iconic classic. It is. Car. It is. And you don't see them. You don't see good, clean ones very often. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I'm so, you know, obviously we like manual transmission. Um, so I, I feel like I need to pick something that's, uh, you know, I did pick that in the Murcielago. I picked manual transmission, you know, um, but I'm still going to have to go with it again. Um, you know, I'm going to stay away from Italian because I already have Italian with my Murcielago. Uh, I have a Ford. I have a German car. Um, you know, I'm really hitting a lot of areas in the car world. But I do not have uh, a classic Japanese car. Now that I think about it, you know, I'm I'm just going to hit one other country. And I might have to go with the 73 Skyline. Good choice. Yeah. Such as, you know, Skyline fanboy, you know, Fast and Furious. Not really because of the Fast and Furious, but... Because of the car. Because of the car. You know, the car just has such a great history. And um, so I don't know if you guys have, you know, parents that are somewhat into cars. Uh, my dad is kind of into cars. Not really, though. Um, and I showed him a picture of the 73 Skyline, and he legitimately thought it was a muscle car. And I think the the Japanese at the time definitely borrowed some design cues. Uh but I, I think especially in silver, not a lot of old cars look good in silver. 73 Skyline, like GTR, 100%, yeah. looks good in silver. I think it's just a really sharp-looking car. So that's what I pick. It's just classy, kind of understated, drive it around, feel comfortable. You know, like, yeah, anybody can f- pick a 250 GTO. Most expensive car in the world, you know, yeah. but come on. I, I feel like that's a cop-out. You wouldn't drive it, though. You wouldn't drive it, yeah. It would just sit in, like... Plastics ran wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's our four car garage. You know. Yeah. yeah I, I I went differently this time. You know, I hit a car from every country. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, general area. You know, yeah, respectively. I mean. You know, there there are pretty much only four major car markets. You know, sorry Australia, sorry Germany, sorry Mate from Remark. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Not too many jokes in this episode. We usually joke a lot, guys. Ch- check out our next episodes for better jokes. I think we're, you know, it's just our first episode. We're getting into it, you know, so it'll be a learning experience. Um, you know, so stick with us. We'll just keep getting better. If you guys like seeing progress as things go on, 
um, these episodes will definitely be getting better as we learn about um, just what it's like to be content creators and creating content. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. And we'll, we'll do an outro. Yeah.